so I'm back in here for another edition of your mother and I'm gonna compress two episodes cuz I'm short on time and my air conditioning ran out on my car and it's about fucking 80 degrees in Atlanta so or Georgia I'm not in Atlanta but I'm in Georgia um, but I'm behind on giving y'all this this episode this is gonna be the vex that thing up episode what I what I think about it I'm about a couple weeks off I should have did it when it came out but been dealing with a lot of shit my Instagram got temporarily disabled I started a new job which I'm gonna talk about right so this is gonna be the uh, my opinion on the vex that thing up video that juvenile Manny Fresh put out and I'm gonna give y'all a fuck work saga all compressed at once so this might be a little lengthy uh, episode but I mean I ain't gave y'all shit in a few weeks so right eat up uh, also as a side note I might be a little scarce because I'm shooting um, season two of my web series Liquid City. You can check that out. You can stream it for $2.99 at warriorstylefilms.com. That's warriorstylefilms.com. All right, so fuck it. Let's get into it. Uh, this nigga Juvenile must be broke or lost his goddamn mind. Him and Manny Fresh. Um, I think that album or that record had Juvenile... Manny Fresh and Lil Wayne in it, right? Now, for all the dumb shit Lil Wayne has done and said, I'm glad he didn't partake in this bullshit remix, right? Because one, it literally was pandering, but two, it showed the level of fucking scumbaggery that the CDC, the federal government, and any other motherfucker that sponsored that bullshit. Now, I will say, I don't know if Birdman is still feeding them niggas, but considering Birdman is worth $140 million and Juvenile may be worth a few million dollars, which is actually a, an insult considering all the fucking platinum records he put out. But rappers was getting fucked in the 90s, so I ain't surprised. However, I will say, um, they must have gave the nigga the licensing to re-record over that bullshit. And I think Manny Fresh probably owns the record, but ultimately, Birdman probably owns that fucking record, right? And them niggas probably don't have too many claims to it or any publishing associated with it because, you know, niggas was getting jerked in the 90s even though they was going platinum, double platinum, quadruple platinum. Fast forward 23, 24 years later, a lot of your favorite rappers from the 90s are not broke, but not well off, right? Meaning, they should still get played on the uh, radio from time to time, enough to get them probably a substantial royalty check every month, right? So they don't have to work. I give or take it probably like three to $5,000 a month. Plus they do appearances and shows and appearances on television for retro hip hop. So they're not fucked up, fucked up, right? But they're not like, considering all the records that Juvenile sold, I think it's probably in the ballpark of 20 million records you know what I'm saying he came out with the 400 degrees which was platinum uh, all the hot boys album I think they put out two albums um, appearances on Lil Wayne's album lights out or the block is hot my bad the block is hot um, I think it was called the block is hot or lights out one of them two right who gives a fuck uh, 
well, I will say I am a juvenile fan. So this is actually come from a place of frustration and disappointment, right? Um, juvenile also had the platinum record off the UTP album. Um, the album, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but when he re-signed the cash money right after he left over money and label disputes, he came back in 2000 and I want to say 2000, 2001. That album went double platinum. So it's safe to say that Juvenile has probably sold upwards of 15 to 20 million records. Um, so this is actually like, I don't know, it's a disappointment, right? It's a letdown because I like Juvenile. Out of all the hot boys, he was my favorite. Um, even though Lil Wayne stepped his rap skills up, I never was a Lil Wayne fan, right? I, don't, I can't listen to Weezy F Baby, Lil Tunchi, whatever the fuck moniker he's using, right? I can't listen to him for an hour. His voice is irritating. However, I will say lyrically, he did actually surpass Juvenile lyrically, right? Juvenile got stuck in the 90s way of rapping while M uh, Lil Wayne took a playbook clip note out of Eminem's um, playbook and fucking reinvented himself. Y'all gotta bear with me. I'm trying to dodge these stupid motherfuckers that's breaking on the freeway. Um, luckily, I don't tailgate people, so I'm safe. Um, but yeah, while Lil Wayne is worth $80 million, Juvenile is probably worth a fraction of that, right? 10% to be exact if I'm give, being generous, but if I'm not, probably two, $3 million, which is more money than I got. Con but considering the records he did sell, how hot he was in the 90s and 2000s, that ain't saying shit. Now, fast forward, the nigga is selling, um, I want to say he's selling clocks or lamps or some shit, right? Seen a video probably about six months ago, selling lamps, got a lamp company. Um, I'm not going to knock that because, hey, look it. If you feel entrepreneurial outside of rap, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And if you got a face card to actually help your sales, Hey, why fucking knock it, right? A good idea is a good idea. People probably buy a shitload of lamps, so, I mean, whatever. However, they must not be buying that many motherfucking um, lamps, and he must not be getting royalties that big because he re-recorded Vax That Thing Up, right? A remix of his original Back That Thing Up. Now, everybody that's 40 years old, between the ages of 30 and 45, remember when that record came out right it was infectious women was rushing to the dance floor to back that ass up with a drink in their hand wasn't no two-stepping motherfuckers was popping that ass i think that might have been the beginning of twerking i want to give that credit to juvenile however bitch has been twerking for eons but and I, and to give him credit i have to say he popularized that uh commercially so i will give juvenile that credit um that record was hot as fuck i remembered i had to be about 17 18 years old fast forward 20 years later like i said he must be fucked up now i know manny fresh had actually sued birdman about five or six years ago claiming he wasn't getting paid royalties from all his albums now Manny Fresh was the in-house producer that produced Juvenile's 400 Degrees, The Dedication, uh, Lil Wayne's Lights Out, Young Turk's record, BG's first album, 
uh, Birdman and uh, Big Timer's album. So he was getting bread, right? So why he had to sue Cash Money is probably because Birdman was muscling his fat ass, right? Now, I never really saw Manny Fresh as a tough nigga. Uh, and I'm not saying you should be a tough nigga necessarily. However, them niggas had no Suge Knight in them, right? Now, Suge Knight wasn't a rapper, but he was a muscle man. A man that ain't take no shit. And if you got my money, you better pay it. Um, these niggas, while they talk on a gangster gorilla shit, they was pussies. Because Juvenile left for money disputes, meaning you was getting Jake jerked extra hard. Uh, Manny Fresh, for being the in-house producer, had to be getting jerked, right? Now, he probably made a shitload of money, but them niggas wasn't really that bright in the 90s. They was throwing money, tricking off, doing whatever God knows what with their bread, right? And being a young black man running into 20, 30 million dollars, let's just say a lot of niggas from the streets can't keep their wits in about themselves, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, it's the fucking crux of young black men. They think they always gonna be on top or they always gonna be getting that guala, which could be further from the truth. However, I don't wanna shit on them niggas anymore. All I will say is that this album is an embarrassment to the legacy because this will ever forever be considered a pandering move. Now I don't know who put these niggas up to it. And Juvenile claimed that he was trying to do something for you know black people in the community and trying to keep everybody safe. But considering that COVID-19 has a 97.40 recovery rate, thank you, but no thank you. You ain't doing nobody a fucking favor, right? I hate when black people try to do favors that are meaningless, right? Stupid ass shit. But like I said, somebody put him up to it and he must've got the clearance from Birdman because they re-recorded over the shit. However, I listened to the stupid shit. I saw the video. The video looks like it's on a level, right? It looks like some shit that was shot you know what I'm saying? It looked just like the, the original backed that thing up, right? A little bit more high gloss because now we got 4K cameras and shit. But it looked, it sounded like it was recorded with a motherfucking microphone at the crib or a cell phone, right? Bad quality, bad engineering. I guess Manny Fresh is losing his touch. I don't know if he was the engineer at Cash Money. Uh, he, I can only credit him with being the beat maker. Maybe he never fucking engineered none of them records. Who knows? I don't know. Um but it sounded terrible and it sounded stupid from a lyric standpoint right he was saying girl you look good won't you fax that ass up or fax that thing up you a good looking brother won't you fax that thing up that kind of was cringy as fuck anyways i gotta pump some gas when i come back i'm gonna finish the second segment of this shit um probably give y'all a little bit more tidbits of this record but we gonna run into the fuck work saga y'all stick around Yo, so I'm back. So like I was saying, man, Juvenile Manny Fresh have fucked up their legacy, right? Which is uh, the antithesis of most black men, right? They can't just leave well enough for long, long or do something that's meaningful to their careers or life or even to the culture of black people. Uh, this is actually a testament of fucking stupidity, right? Because I don't care how much you think that the vaccine is good for people, um, you should never be trying to use your fucking appeal to sucker people into getting some shit like a fucking emergency uh, authorized vaccine, right? 
the shit still hasn't been cleared. Like, they got people dying, getting bail palsy, and motherfuckers dropping dead, right? But never mind that. Um, that's just my, that's just what I think, right? I think that a lot of black people, especially entertainers, I think I did an uh, episode about this shit. I think a lot of entertainers, not just black ones, but entertainers in general should just shut the fuck up, especially as it pertains to serious shit. Give your opinion on something that's nonsensical like pop culture. We don't need your opinion on fucking uh, bullshit vaccines, things they have to do with the health of the general public. If you're not clear and you're not informed truthfully, right? Now, they might have been informed, but like the average dumb nigga or the average dumb American, whether white, black, or Indian, or Asian, or even uh, Hispanic or Latino, right? The average motherfucker is not sharp. That means whoever the fuck put him up to this knows the intelligence of most black people ain't high. Now, I'm black and I love my people, but we're not going to ignore the fact that it's a lot of stupid niggas within the culture. Anyways... Speaking on dumb niggas, we gonna segue into another episode. I will give y'all a break or a drum roll and shit. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna stall you out like that. We just gonna roll right into it. Um, where the fuck should I start? Um, well, I was working at this fucking country club as a line cook, right? That's what I got skills to pay the bills in. Um, and I was getting paid a pretty penny, right? $17 an hour. Now, the work wasn't hard. Had to work with some fucking jailhouse nigga, right? And he wasn't a black jailhouse nigga. He was a fucking dirty white trash jailhouse nigga. Um, that had spent some time in prison, right? And this motherfucker was incorrigible. Long story short, that ain't why I quit. I quit because um, after busting my ass and basically showing out, right? And when I say showing out, I mean like doing a good job, right? Cause I got skills, that's what I fucking do. Next to drawing and painting and writing books and any other thing that's artistic. I'm pretty fucking good at doing line cook work. I don't give a fuck if it's grilling, sauteing, mixing fucking ingredients, fry work, all that shit, I do that. I've been everything in the kitchen except the general manager. But after busting my ass for three months, I come into work, and instead of getting a high or a thank you or you did a good job on them 3,000 fucking tickets that we had, I had management and the owner sit down with me talking about some servers, white bitches of course, said that I said something inappropriate, right? Like I was flirting with them unwantedly. Now, if I was flirting with a bitch, I keep it 100. I don't give a fuck. My job ain't never in jeopardy because of what a motherfucker say. And they wasn't trying to fire me. They just want the checking nigga. Now, anybody that knows me in the work world or knows my track record or repertoire as it pertains to the workforce, I don't let nobody try to tell me shit. You don't check me. Now, I'm big on professionalism. I try to be professional, right? I have my nigga moments. But for the most part, I try to be professional, right? I don't, I don't really cuss a lot. I don't say nigga and shit, right? Even if I'm working around the kitchen of black people, I try to keep the N-word to a minimum. I do my job, I come in, I get in, I get the fuck out. Because that's what you pay me for. Right? But they call themselves sitting me down 
and checking me. Now, I don't know if the white bitches or a white bitch that was a server actually said that shit. I, I highly doubt it because I ain't asked near a bitch in there for their phone number. And then, too, I don't like white women. Like, I'll fuck a white bitch, but I don't really go for them. Now, all the white bitches they had there was kind of scraggly looking, with the exception of a 17-year-old. She had an ass like a buttercup, right? She was thick and chunky, right? With a small little waist. Now, I would have knocked her down if she was of age, but I don't talk to minors. So, I know I ain't say nothing out the way. So, I'm just trying to angle in my mind as to what the fuck was said. Now, these crackers couldn't tell me. And as a disclaimer, white people, if you listen to my podcast, I don't call all white people crackers, just the ones I suspect of being racist or biased or bigots. But these white motherfuckers couldn't tell me who said what, right? Let alone what was said. Now, I understand not telling me who said what. Because, you know, of sexual harassment laws and shit, they don't want an accused person or a worker retaliating. I get that, right? But they could have at least told me what the fuck was said so maybe I could put clarity on it or maybe rectify and, and, and clarify what the fuck I said. They wouldn't even tell me what was said. So now we in a terrain or in an area of vagueness. Now, as a black man working in the workforce of white people, mostly, whenever a motherfucker said you said some shit but they don't be specific, typically they try to check a nigga, right? You know what I'm saying? threaten a nigga job so that he you know he fall in line i guess maybe stop talking to the white bitches now i did converse with the white hoes on downtime but we wasn't talking about shit right talk shit talk shit about pop culture you know what i'm saying nothing profane nothing obscene nothing vulgar nothing uh nothing lewd and lascivious um uh, nothing salacious all appropriate theme talking my, my conversation with white people in the workplaces for the most part, rated G, right? Now, typically, I would say that's rated gangster, but G for, you know, general purposes, general audience, you know what I'm saying? You never know who's listening, who takes what offensive. I don't talk about trannies in an offensive way like I do on my podcast. I don't talk about gay rights because I don't give a fuck about people's, you know what I'm saying, sexual preferences. I don't talk about, I try not to talk about race relations. Hell, I don't even try to talk about politics, right? Because I don't want to upset a motherfucker that don't believe with my anarchist um, ideology, right? I believe in overthrowing the government, but I'm not out there trying to talk about it because I don't want a motherfucker that's an American loyalist, which most white people are, going back and alerting the authorities or even upper management, right? Like I'm an extreme nigga, which I am, but that ain't their business. So to have a motherfucker check me, and say I said something inappropriate but not be specific, I took offense to that. Especially when you see me over here busting my ass, right? So, I probably wouldn't have quit because the owner of the restaurant was pretty, um, seemed like he was pretty understanding, right? Old white man, seemed like he was about seven years old. He was actually listening to me. Like, you know what, he might be on a level and this is some bullshit. But the general manager, some fat, dumb, he didn't even look like he was Caucasian. He just looked like a mixed mutt white man, right? You know those types, fucking people of color, but they masquerade as white people. So, I don't know what the fuck he was. But he was saying sly shit on a slick at the table. And it took everything in me without lashing out, maybe slapping his fat ass. 
So I did the only thing that a professional nigga like myself could do. I said, you know what? I don't need this job. Because I've been a line cook for 15 plus years. I can take a fistful of nickels and hit a restaurant. By the way, I actually got several job offerings while working there. So it perplexed me why a motherfucker would think in this climate of people just coming off of unemployment and people actually needing employees, why you would try to muscle me? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And this shit was out in fucking high society redneck field. You know, rednecks, dirty white trash with money. And they not trying to do that type of work, right? And it ain't a lot of fucking Mexicans out here. So, hey, hell, where I was at, it wasn't even a lot of niggas out there. So they kind of fucking needed me. But I ain't never been the type of person to kowtow to the establishment, and I ain't about to start. I didn't say nothing inappropriate, and the only thing in this world I got is my balls and my words. So I got the fuck up and left, right? Now, my pops used to tell me, don't leave a job until you got another one. But you work long enough as a line cook with experience and the skills that I got, you don't need a fucking job. I go right across the street and, and go and work for the restaurant across from there or the country club down the block. Like, you ain't doing me a favor, I'm doing you a favor. So, I got the fuck up and I didn't even trip, right? Had enough money to pay my bills. Kinda was lacking on some shit, I'm a little late on credit cards, but fuck them. But uh, what else I gotta say? So I got the fuck up. Long story short, I threw out my resume like a fucking frisbee and I got several job offerings and shit. Hell, I even went on some interviews. Turn the damn jobs down. Not because of the money, but because I didn't really want to drive that far from where I'm, I'm currently living, right? So, it was they lost, not mine. Fuck them. Now I find myself working at a restaurant slash movie theater with fucking people that are 10 years my senior. Now, I got nothing necessarily against the youth or younger generation. Um, and the dudes I work with, for the most part, socially is pretty cool and tell intellectually uh, a little dense, right? Um, I ain't gonna say the names and shit because, like I said, socially they cool people, right? But then they're young, 22, 23, so I don't expect them to be a beacon, a bastion of intellect, right? But me and the fucking uh, executive chef are the same age, right? He 38, I'm 38. Now, socially, the guy seems like a cool motherfucker. Professionally, the guy's a stickler about certain shit. Uh, me being by having worked for nobody in a restaurant setting in the last two and a half years, it's actually a little bit, um, it's a little tedious, right? Because I'm not accustomed to a motherfucker having me clean like an old Virginia slave. Um, and then this guy went to culinary school, right? Like 10 years ago. But this is the catch. I've been fucking cooking for longer than he's actually been professionally cooking, or at least with a degree, because I've been cooking longer than fucking 10 years. So at first, it was kind of annoying having somebody try to give you concepts on how to fucking do basic things like chop, mix, stir recipes and shit. But like I said, for what they're paying me, or I don't think I said it, but I'm saying it now. For what they paying me, I got no problem with it. It is a little bit of, a little annoying, um, but like I said, for what they paying me, 
just smell grin and bear it. Now, one thing I don't like working there, there's a fucking tranny. Now, everybody that follows my podcast, when I say tranny, I'm just using an informal way of calling a transgender person. You know, um, you call people named Jonathan, Johnny. People named Thomas, Tommy. So you call people transgender, tranny, right? Um, but it's not a man that's a trans woman. It's a fucking woman that wants to be a man. Uh, clearly, the motherfucker is a woman. Now, personally, I don't got nothing against the person, but the motherfucker, it strikes me odd that white women that want to be considered men are just as lazy or even more lazy than white men. They feel like if they call themselves men, they get the treatment that white men get. This is the kicker though. I don't like when white men are lazy, right? So it agitates the fuck out of me to be working with a fucking white woman that masquerades as a fucking man, which doesn't look nothing like a man. Bitch got orangutan titties, but whatever. And is timid like a woman. So, I mean, what am I talking about? Timid like a woman. Just timid like how some women are, right? That's not a masculine manly trait. But I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I need to call you a man. Not only that, she hasn't actually said she'd prefer to be called a man. The fucking, I was talking to the, the uh, executive chef and I referred to the motherfucker as a she and he corrected me and said, oh, she likes to be called uh, a he. I ain't doing that shit and I ain't talking to her. I'm talking to you. Now, everybody that knows me knows that I ain't got no problem with transgender people, gay people, or none of that shit. But let's be real here. Just because you're delusional or suffer from some mental illness, I'm not partaking. I don't give a fuck. So, I do the only thing that I can do. I just don't refer to the motherfucker by a pronoun. I call the bitch her name, right? I'm not ever gonna call a motherfucker that's a woman a man. It just ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna have me call you sir. However, I can't fucking help that the executive chef and everybody else calls this motherfucker a heat, right? So I'm looking at a bunch of mentally insane people or a, or, or a lot of insane people placating to the emotions of a mentally disturbed person. So, I don't know. Who knows how long I'll be here. Like I said, I'm a fucking working entrepreneur, so probably ain't gonna be there that long. I'm only here to fucking pay some credit cards down and handle my business so I can get the fuck on. Cause I, I, I liked working for myself. I don't like working for people and around people that have mental disorders, right? I'm not gonna go as far as saying mental illnesses, but the motherfucker and the people around calling this motherfucker a man have mental disorders. And I'm not gonna play into the game of the Emperor's New Clothes. For those that have never heard the story of the Emperor's New Clothes, read a fucking book and Google it, right? Anyways, that's just been my thoughts, ideals, and opinions on that weird shit. I'ma try to give you at least two episodes a week. I know I said three, bear with me. But for the people that's been working with me, I appreciate you rocking out, sticking with me. I hope my audience grows. Tell your friend, tell your mother. Um, and if you are one of these people that work around people that are mentally disturbed and like to be called the wrong pronoun, then F your mother. 